Welcome to News Fix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. As talks resume, tensions escalate, and energy prices continue to soar, top Chinese and US officials are set to meet in Rome. As always, we keep a close eye. It's Monday, March 14. Here's your News Fix. In terms of the latest lines in Ukraine, over the weekend, Russian missile strikes hit a Ukrainian base. According to Politico, at least 35 people died and more than 130 were injured. It's worth noting here that the reason this made headlines everywhere was because the base was just 10 miles away from the Polish border. As you'll know, Poland is a NATO member. Remember that the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO, is a defense pact between many European countries, the US and Canada. It was established back in 1949 to counter Soviet aggression. Ukraine has for years wanted to join NATO. The alliance considers an attack on one member state an attack on all. And President Biden has repeatedly said in recent months that every inch of NATO territory will be defended against Russian aggression. In terms of what else is going on, American officials have claimed Russia asked China for weapons and aid. China responded saying the claims were disinformation. In any case, the US has warned China they would face harsh consequences if they were to assist Russia. It's worth noting here that according to BBC News, this comes as Chinese and US officials are preparing to meet in Rome. As BBC analysis said, quote, it appears to be a tactical move to put pressure on China, presumably to either confirm or deny it. The bigger aim could be to try to make Xi Jinping weigh up the pros and cons to his current position of what was last week called a rock solid relationship with Moscow. In other news lines, a US journalist was shot and killed by Russian forces in the Ukrainian city of Irpin over the weekend. As CNN noted, he is the first foreign journalist known to be killed in the war and was a filmmaker, producer and journalist. His killing has been widely condemned. And in some very sad news to report, a woman whose photo went viral last week following a Russian attack on a maternity hospital has now died, according to the Associated Press. And lastly on Ukraine this morning, if you watch one thing, Ukraine's President Zelensky participated in a very interesting interview with Vice News, which we have linked to in the newsletter. In it, he talks about the world seeing the reality of what Russia are doing and his views on NATO's position. In terms of the energy angle, as we reported last week, President Biden imposed bans on importing Russian energy in a move to severely punish Russia's economy for the invasion of Ukraine. To avoid oil price hikes, the US administration sent representatives to Venezuela and talks of a possible Biden visit to Saudi Arabia circulated in the media. However, it now appears Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, who's often referred to as MBS, is keen to meet at the negotiating table. In the newsletter this morning, we included a link to a fascinating analysis piece by The Guardian, all about the geopolitics at play in this. It's well worth a read, and here's a little taster. It says, quote, the standoff involves far more than oil. In Riyadh, Prince Mohammed feels snubbed by Biden's refusal to engage with him ever since he took office. The murder of the Saudi dissident Jamal Khashoggi by the Crown Prince's security aides, the war on Yemen, the jailing of rights activists, and the boycott of Qatar have made him a pariah to the administration. Meanwhile, Saudi Arabia made headlines separately over the weekend after reports emerged 81 men were executed in one day. NBC News, for example, described it as, quote, the largest known mass execution carried out in the kingdom in its modern history. In terms of what's happening today, the annual Commonwealth Day service at Westminster Abbey takes place later. However, over the weekend, Buckingham Palace announced the Queen would not be attending. 
As many UK media outlets reported, the decision is understood to have been made because of concerns about the Queen's comfort travelling to the event. Also today, Ireland's Taoiseach Michal Martin will travel to Washington DC for a series of engagements. On Thursday, Martin will meet with President Biden in the White House to mark St. Patrick's Day. In two very quick pandemic updates, France is set to lift most of its restrictions today. The move comes weeks ahead of a presidential election and as case numbers begin to increase. France 24 reported, some are considering it a premature move dictated by political imperatives ahead of the country's presidential election. Also in another pandemic update, former US President Barack Obama has tested positive. He said he's had a scratchy throat for a couple of days, but is feeling fine otherwise. In societal shifts, in Tokyo, a number of strict rules for students are set to be lifted in April. What are the rules? Well, a majority of students are forced to have black hair and wear certain shades of underwear. As The Guardian noted, a few years ago, a Japanese student sued her school when she was told to either dye her naturally brown hair black or face exclusion. In Twitter trends, we've got a number of things trending online that we've included in today's newsletter. Number one is Shane Lowry, because the Irish golfer got an amazing hole-in-one over the weekend. We've included the video, it's well worth a watch. Also trending is Tom Brady. Why? Well, because after a matter of weeks, Brady made a U-turn on his decision to retire from American football. He is now back to play another season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And as Sky News noted, Brady is considered the greatest quarterback in NFL history. And lastly today, a fun Twitter poll has gone viral over the weekend. Are there more doors or wheels in the world? Nearly quarter of a million people have voted. Make sure you get yours in. That's today's fix. Have a great day.